0: Hey guys, welcome to our Sermon of the Week podcast. Today's message is from Nathan Herndon. If you're interested in partnering with us, check out our app, our website, for ways to give. Uh, but open them to, uh, we're gonna be, we're gonna, I've got, I don't know, it's about a dozen different verses that I sent to our, uh, to our media people, but we're going to start out in Exodus chapter 12, uh, starting with verse 1, so you can start there. But really what was on my heart when we were praying about um, New Year's Eve, when we were praying about tonight, is uh, I, I wanted us to take communion together, okay? That was really on my heart. We don't take communion a whole lot around here, and... Um, Part of it is because we haven't taught a whole lot on it, and I don't, I don't want us just to go through religious stuff and, and drink some juice and eat some, eat some type of a wafer, whatever that's made of, probably chemicals, right? Um, but I, I don't want us just going through stuff, pretending that it's doing something spiritual for us where we don't really have any clue. And so tonight, I want to talk about what communion actually is. I want to talk about the blood of Jesus. I want to see Um, what God might want to do in hearts. uh, But first of all, I just want to encourage you um, to dedicate your heart, the very last gathering of 2022, that this would be a sacred time for you, that you could actually, that you know, that God could move tonight in such a way that you remember tonight as the night that changed your life. Do you know that? You know, so I just want to encourage you right now, in all seriousness, to dedicate um, your heart to whatever God wants to do in this moment. Can you just close your eyes for a minute with me? I know we got kids in here and stuff. I actually love the sound of children crying. I really do. Like that means that we're family and we're not perfect. This is not a show. Come on. We'll so dedicate, listen, close your eyes right now. And just however you say it to God, just in the, in the quietness of your heart, just say, God, my heart's yours. God, would you show up in a real way in my life? Even begin to give God some of the places in your heart that are hurting. Begin to give God some of the places in your heart that are angry. I've been struck with a passage from Psalm 126 this week um, that, uh, let, let me just read it to you. So while our eyes are closed, it says this, man, just let this minister. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. So God, the the, tear, the tears that we've cried in 2022, we give to you, God, and we pray that you, you turn them into seeds of joy in 2023. God, that you you who are good and you, you who work all things for the good for those who love you, God, the, the painful places in 2022, I pray they turn into, into Jesus' exalting fruit in 2023. God, so we just give you all of these places right now. And God, just in, in the next 20 minutes here, we pray that you would, you would surprise us by getting to our hearts, God. God, just really get there. Let, let tears flow in 2022. That will turn into uh, joy in 2023, God. Even tonight, we ask you to just do what you want to do. In Jesus' name, amen. I think that part of going into 2023 is we have to begin to believe that what Jesus wants for our lives is better than what we want for our lives. Do you believe that? Yeah, yeah, so many times. Have you ever tried to con- uh, you control your life and just know I want to do it my way and no, no God, just stay out, just bless me a little bit, but I've got it. And I just think that, man, what would it look like if we just kind of, if we just jumped overboard and we just said, God, catch me, right, in 2023. So I just really think that he wants to do something, um, something really great. Do you agree, Dustin? Okay, good, man. All right, good deal. All right. Do you agree Davey? All right, my friend. Good. I just want to make sure we're in full agreement before I move forward, all right? So here we are in uh, in Exodus. I want to talk about before we do communion, just a little bit of teaching on the blood of uh, the the blood of the lamb or the, the blood of Jesus. And so I'm going to read a passage of scripture. This is Old Testament. This is before Jesus died on the cross, all right? And so we can I want to tie the Old Testament that was prophetically speaking uh, to the, pointing us towards the cross. And I want to do that, and there is no better way in the Old Testament, in my uh, opinion, than in Exodus chapter 12, starting with verse 1, going to verse 8, and then we're going to kind of skip through this, this chapter a little bit. But I'm just going to read a bunch here, okay? Now, here, here's the context. Um, Israel is, in, um, is in, uh, enslaved in Egypt. They're in, uh, they're in bondage in Egypt. And so... Um, God has sent Moses, a stuttering prophet, to, uh, uh, to preach just a, a, a short, simple message. And the message was this. Uh, to Pharaoh, let my people go, right? We've all seen the movies, you know, we've seen the, you know, the, the Ten Commandments, we've seen all this, uh, e- even Disney did something on this, I don't know how biblical it was, probably not, but it was, it was the old days, I think, when Disney was better, but um, this is, so we all know this story, but this is what happens, I think one of the parts that we miss is we remember during this story of, of uh, you know, God releasing his people from bondage, we remember the parting of the Red Sea, but we don't remember what actually got people through the Red Sea, and that was actually the blood of the Lamb, all right? So this is what we see in Exodus chapter 12, starting with verse 1. The Lord said to Moses, And Aaron in the land of Egypt, this month shall be for you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year for you. Tell all the congregation of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses, a lamb for a household. And if the household is too small for a lamb, then he and his nearest neighbor shall take uh, according to the number of persons, according to what each can eat. You shall make your count for the lamb. Uh, Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male a year old. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of this month. Uh, it, all this will, will make sense eventually. When the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill the lambs at twilight. All right? So this is very, this is very nice. Uh, look at verse 7. Then they shall take some of the, the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses in which they eat it. And listen to this. They shall. Uh, well, let's just stop right there. All right? So did you see what's happening here? Um, the, the, the commandment is going out that every household is going to uh, kill a, a lamb without blemish and they're going to put it around the door frames of their house. The reason why is because um, God is judging Pharaoh in Egypt, okay? And the, the Pharaoh's heart is so hard that no matter what God sends on Egypt in judgment, Pharaoh's heart gets harder and harder and harder. Have you ever had that? Have you ever been under discipline, maybe from your parents or maybe from a boss or maybe from a coach or maybe from a teacher, and as they tell you what to do, you just get angrier and more obstinate and more more entrenched, all right? That's called a hard heart, all right? And that's really hard to operate in. When the people over you or the people around you or the people that that, uh, that want what's best for you are telling you what to do and you just say no, no, no. Well, over and over and over, Pharaoh disobeyed the voice of God through Moses. And and no matter what happened, I'm talking about plagues of all kinds. I mean, hail falling out of the sky, landing on the ground, turning to fire, all right? Pharaoh still would not let God's people go. And so here's what is happening. The last plague is, is God is saying, okay, because of your hardness of heart, the firstborn in all of Egypt is gonna die. Now this, what I just read to you, is how you were saved from this judgment you take a lamb without blemish you, and you sacrifice it at twilight on this day and then you put the blood of the lamb around your doorpost. I wanna keep reading here just for a moment because it sounds weird. This is not how we operate today, but man, this is so important uh, for us to understand. Look at verse 11 of chapter 12 of Exodus. In this, in this manner, you, uh, you shall eat it. Actually, is, is that even it? Um, I don't know. Listen, look at verse 13. Or look at verse 12. Here we go. For I will pass through the land of Egypt that night, and I will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. On all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgments. I am the Lord. The blood shall be assigned for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over... And no plague will befall you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So you see what's happening here? What is this is the the reason that the Passover meal is called Passover is because when when God sees the blood on the door of every household, all right, God is not going to judge that household, He's going to pass over it because of the blood. All right, let's continue reading here just for a moment. Let's look at verse verse 21. Here Moses, it says, Moses called all the elders of Israel and said to them, go and select lambs for yourselves according to your clans and kill the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and touch the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. None of you shall go out of the door of his house until the morning for the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians. And when he sees, The blood on the lintel and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter your houses to to strike you. You shall observe this right as a statute for you and for your sons forever. And when you come into the land that the Lord will give you, as He promised, you shall keep this service. Let's just keep reading here. And when your children say to you, What do you mean by this service? Or, or Mom or Dad, Why are you putting blood on our house? You know, because that's going to happen. If we keep doing this, the kids that were born later, why are you doing this, right? These things sound silly. Look at verse 27. You shall say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. For he passed over the houses of the people of Israel in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians, but spared our houses. And the people bowed their heads in worship. Now, this is something like, remember when God spared us and did not judge us with Egypt? (laughs) Remember the blood of the lamb on our houses like that? That is supposed to evoke worship from our hearts because you know what it is? It's called mercy. We're not getting what we deserve, all right? Um, and then look at verse 28. Then the people of Israel went and did so as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. In other words, they took their best lamb or their best goat, they sacrificed the lamb, they put the blood on their doorways, they stayed inside, and they trusted God with the rest, All right. So this is a wild story. We've heard this, but this is really the story that should get the attention in, in Moses's story. If there's any story in the story of Moses, I love the, the part of the Red Sea. I love all that stuff, but this is what activated it all. This is what actually allowed it all to happen. You see? Do you know that? Yeah. All right. So I want to talk about a, a two things in particular that in this story that I wanna highlight specifically about the blood of the lamb. Number one is that Israel is saved by the blood of the lamb according to a promise. Do you see that? Look at verse uh, 23. Verse 23 says, when he sees the blood, that's God. When God sees the blood on the lintel on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to enter the house to strike you, all right? So how is Israel going to be saved from the judgment that's coming on on Egypt. It's not, they're not going to put on a performance in their houses for God, all right? That's not what God wants. They're not going to sing real loud. They're not going to dance before God. They're not going to read the Bible. They're not going to take out scrolls. They're not going to do a bunch of religious duties. They're not going to pray for one another. None of those things are salvific, okay? What they're going to do is they're going to sacrifice a lamb without blemish, and they're going to put it on the door frames of their house. It doesn't matter if you think it's weird or not. It's what God is asking. Hello? How many times has God, like, God does not have to make sense to be obeyed. You see? All right, and so here's what God is promising: Say, hey, I don't care if you think it's weird. I don't care what you think about this. What what I what I care about is, are you willing to operate in faith according to my promise? And my promise is sacrifice a lamb without blemish. I don't mean the worst one. I don't mean the one that's half dead. I mean the best one you've got. I want you to sacrifice that. It's going to be prophetic, uh, pointing towards something. But I want you to take the best of the best. I want you to sacrifice it. I want you to put the blood on, uh, basically on the exterior of your house, and I'm promising you, you will not fall in judgment with Egypt. I will pass over your house. So Israel is saved this way, by the blood of a lamb, according to the promise of God. So the blood identified those that were God's covenant people, and, uh, and, and basically kind of also said, hey, we're not with Egypt. We're with you, Jesus. We're with you, Yahweh. We're with you, all right? And so the promise is you will be saved when the Lord sees the blood. So the blood of the lamb is what was separating Israel from Egypt. That is massively important, okay? So uh, let's continue on. So Israel is saved by the blood of the lamb according to the promise. And then listen to this though, the blood on the door required faith. All right, look at verse 28. It says, then the people of Israel went and did so. That's what faith is. That's what faith does. Then the people of Israel went and did so as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. So they did. It's not so they felt. It's not so they believed it's so they did. I want to tell you this. Moses was not going to put the blood as sacrifice lambs and put the blood on the door for people. Moses was like, here's the message. If you want to be saved and not judged with Egypt, Here's what you need to do. You need to take one of your lambs. You need to sacrifice. You need to put the blood on your door. I'm not doing this for you. You have to do it, but I'm telling you, this is what must be done. This is your only option. This is the only route to salvation. All right? So uh, so faith, listen to this. Faith is not believing Moses's message was true. Faith is believing Moses's message was true and then as a result, doing... What Moses said. You hear that? I think so many of us, like we, we've we've preached the kind of message uh, in our churches that as long as you believe in your mind, you're saved. All right. But I would say that real saving faith actually has a component. Like I use this on, on Christmas Eve, but I can believe that this table right here will hold my Bible. All right. I I really, really believe that. But me holding my Bible and not putting it on the table is actually not faith. I believe that the table will hold it. Now, exercising faith in this table is actually this and entrusting the Bible to the table. I think many of us have never actually entrusted our hearts to God and never gone through the act. We believe that what he says is true, but we've never actually given our lives to God and just jumped in his lap and said, save me. All right. So the the blood on the door, it was not a mental ascent. It was, you have to sacrifice this lamb. Moses is not going to do it for you. Aaron is not going to do it for you. Nathan's not going to do it for you. Philip's not going to do it for you. Davy's not going to do it for you. Listen, nobody's, even Davy Crockett will not do this for you. You see, you are going to have to do it on your own. And that is called, that is what faith is. Faith doesn't sit on the couch eating Cheetos, playing video games, saying, yeah, please, that's really great, right? So faith, faith actually is an action word, just like love, just like thanks. You, you, all, all, of these, all of these words, they, they manifest in somebody's life, all right? So Moses wasn't doing this for the people. The people had to respond to Moses's message with faith. And, and, uh, and faith is, Hey, the people went out and did what they heard. So the blood was not automatically placed there because listen, the blood wasn't there just saying, hey, everybody who's a part of the Jewish community. The blood's just automatically and magically gonna appear." It's like angels are gonna do it. That's not how it works either. It's like God invites his people into the narrative, into the story to actually believe him or not, all right? So the blood on the door required faith, And Israel was saved by the blood of the lamb according to a promise. Those are two very important things. Now, why am I sharing this when we're talking about communion? Why why are we talking about Moses and innocent little baby precious sheepies? All right, why are we doing this? Let's just get right to communion. Well, what, what we know as communion is really the celebration of this Passover feast. Okay, this is the first communion. This is the first Passover. In fact, you can read this in First Corinthians chapter 11. Um, you don't have to turn there. I can turn there. Listen to this. For I received from the Lord what was also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took the bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, uh, also he took the cup, After supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now I'm saying that 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 is what we know is communion. And I'm saying that the Passover meal is that. What Jesus was celebrating with his disciples that night when he, when he took off his garments and wrapped a towel around his body, washed his disciples' feet, and then he broke bread and he gave them wine. I'm telling you, he's celebrating the Passover meal. He's celebrating this that we just, that we just read in Exodus chapter 12. So the significance of linking the Old Testament with, with what Exodus 12 is actually pointing to is massively important. Massively important. So, the Passover, listen to this, guys. And if you brought a notebook or if you just have a great memory, get this one down. Listen to this. The Passover, what we just read, is pointing to the cross. All right? The Passover is pointing to the cross. All of this lamb without blemish stuff, that's pointing to Jesus. All of this sacrificing of a spotless lamb, that's pointing to Jesus. All of this blood on the doorpost of your houses and the lintel of your houses, that's pointing to you actually being washed in the blood of the real lamb on, on the door of your heart, you see. This is, so you're not judged with the, with the world. You're passed over and you're forgiven. But listen to this, the Passover is pointing towards the cross where sin will not only be passed over for a time, but paid for forever. You hear this? See this, when, when we're just talking about, when we're talking about lambs being slain in the Old Testament, people's sins are not actually being forgiven. They're being passed over. You don't get, you don't get forgiven because a sheep was killed on your behalf or a goat was killed on your behalf or a, a, an ox was killed on your behalf. That you can your sins, the sins are not being forgiven, they're being passed over. Because the goal of these of these animals dying was not to actually forgive you and pay for your sins, it was to point towards the one who could pay for your sins. Animals can't pay for your sins. All right. Animals can point towards the one who can. But nobody's sins are actually being forgiven because goats and lambs are being slain in the Old Testament. Go, Every goat and lamb that was slain in this capacity was pointing to the one lamb who was coming that actually could pay, not just Passover, but literally pay for every single one of your sins, past, present, and future. You hear this? So the Passover is pointing towards the cross. It is, it is it's pointing towards the cross. It's pointing to the time where your sins won't just be passed over for a little bit, but paid for forever. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7b says this. Listen, for Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. You see this? There is, here, there is the link right there. Christ is sacrificed the Passover lamb, and he has been, been sacrificed. This is past tense. He w- was sacrificed once and for all. He doesn't need to be sacrificed all the time. He doesn't need to be sacrificed. Every time we take communion, that's not Jesus being sacrificed again. He was sacrificed once, and it worked for, for anybody who would put their faith in him, past, present, and future. For Christ, that's the Messiah, that's Jesus. He is our Passover lamb, he has been sacrificed. So all the centuries of sacrificing lambs and goats, all those lambs and goats were not paying for sins. They were pointing toward Jesus, the final sacrifice. You hear that? Let me just say it again. Former lambs, sacrificed, were not paying for sins. They're pointing to Jesus. All right? Hope you get that. If you, if you don't, listen, you can just be a nice religious person. That's it. <laughs> that, that, is, that is the best for you. And, and you, you know, it, it, nobody likes nice religious people. But the goal is not to be liked. Usual, nice religious people are obsessed with rules following because that is what they're hoping is going to get them to heaven. I've got to sacrifice a nice baby sheep. Excuse me. I've got to do this. Like that, that is not, listen. That is religion that does not work. What we do is we celebrate the Lamb of God who is slain, from, from the foundation of the earth, Jesus Christ, the Lamb who is slain for our sins. So I want to show the benefits of the blood of Jesus for believers, just for the next few moments here. First Peter, chapter one verses 18 and 19, there's going to be some beautiful theological words. I'm going to do my best just to kind of pop them in and explain them to you just as I fly through here just for one moment. But 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19 says this, You were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. All right, so how were you ransomed? In in other words, the world had you, and you were were bound, and you were a captive to the world. How did you get ransomed from the world's grasp? Well, the precious blood of Jesus, the lamb that was slain, bought you. That's how, you were ransomed. Look at Romans chapter three, 23 to 25. Says this, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified, that's an important word, justified by his grace as a gift, through the redemption—that's another important word—that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation. Another big, massive word. Listen, by His blood, to be received by faith. Do you see? Are you seeing the, the? Are you seeing how this is this message of the the blood of the Lamb being received by faith is all throughout Scripture, and it's here as well. This is all the pieces are coming together. Propitiation by His blood to be received by. By faith, this was to show God's righteousness because in His designed forbearance, He had passed over, you hear this, former sins. Do you see this? This is Romans 3, guys. So for, for a time, God was passing over former sins because He was looking to the cross. Or He's looking to the cross. Do you know that sin cannot be passed over and ignored forever? It must be paid for. Must be paid for. Sins must be paid for, and we can try to pay for them by working them off. never works. doesn't matter how many lifetimes. It doesn't matter how many chances you get. You can never work off your sins. It doesn't work that way. They have to be paid for, and sheep and goats and lambs, they can't pay for your sins. There's one payment for your sins, and that is the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, okay? That is how we get justified, or in other words, declared righteous, Sometimes you look at this word justified and it's easy to remember sometimes it's just as if you never sinned, all right? But we're declared righteous and, and the Bible says that it we're justified by his grace as a gift. So this is a gift, not a payment for good works, okay? So you're not getting a due, you're not getting a paycheck, you're receiving a gift. The righteousness of God is being given to you, all right? Because of the blood of the lamb as a gift, not a payment. This word propitiation is a massive one, all right? Anybody anybody use the word propitiation just in everyday speech, right? Yeah, we're back here, we do, and Davey does. Davey, you're on fire tonight, man. So the, uh, but uh, listen to this, propitiation we've got is basically this, any punishment you deserve, any wrath that you deserve, any legal demands that are hanging over your head, any debts that, 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 that you have, spiritually speaking, all are satisfied by the blood of Jesus. All of it. Jesus takes all the, all the stuff, all the legal, it is all taken care of, satisfied by the blood of Jesus. So for Christians, Christians are no longer sinners in the hands of an angry God. Christians are Sons and daughters in the arms of a loving dad. You see, Christians are a family paid for, redeemed, reconciled saints in the arms of a loving father. All right, so this, this, is, this is what happens because of the blood of Jesus. Let me rapid fire a few here. Ephesians chapter one, verse seven says this, in him, that's Jesus, we have redemption. In other words, we've been bought back. How? Through his blood. Ephesians chapter two 13 says this, but now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near. How? By the blood of Christ. Can I, I just want to push on that. In Christ, you're not far off. In Christ, you are not far off. In Christ, you were brought near. You're a family. You're not watching. Jesus through a window, you're in the living room with him. That's what he does. He brings you into his family. He adopts you as a son or a daughter. Revelation chapter one, five says, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. So we, we, see, we see the love of God in the blood of the cross and we experience freedom from our sins and everything that sin touches because of the blood of the cross. So freedom in Christ doesn't hinge on waking up in the morning and doing your devotions. Freedom in Christ hinges on the proper understanding of the blood of Jesus that has literally and actually set you free. That you are in fact more free than you feel. Amen. It is, a, listen to this, our, our identity in Christ it hangs and hinges on, on the blood. Listen to Colossians chapter 1 verses 12 through 14. It says this, it says, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. Why do you share in the inheritance of the saints in light? Well, because you are one. (laughs) You are a saint because of the blood of Jesus. Listen to verse 13. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Look at verse 14. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. How does all this happen? The blood of the cross. All right? So you're no longer a slave, you're a son or a daughter. You're no longer on the outside looking in, you're an insider being sent out. You're no longer striving to be qualified, you have been qualified by the blood of Jesus on the cross, you're seen by your father as, as righteous as Jesus through faith, and you have an inheritance to boot. This is wild. This is wild. So communion celebrates the blood of Jesus because there's much to celebrate. And we could, we could do this all night. The Bible is filled from, from the beginning of the Old Testament to the end of the New Testament with, with the beauty of the payment of Jesus on the cross. It is the center of all history. It is what everything hinges on. And then the, The resurrection from the grave was the father saying, the cross worked, the blood was enough, you see. So I wanted us to just to celebrate communion the the last time we get to gather in 2022. And we're, listen, we're going to have a fantastic 2023. People are going to get saved. We're going to get obsessed with the best news in the world. That is, you don't have to work hard for God. Jesus has paid for your salvation and you need to receive it by faith. And we're going to turn to missionaries and people are going to be saved around your tables and, and in Aldi, all right? I'm, I'm telling you, in Tarje, people are going to get hit with the love of God this year. It's going to be a wonderful thing. But tonight... I want us just to enjoy Jesus. I just want us to celebrate the blood of Jesus, what he's done for us. I want us, some people here tonight, maybe you need to actually receive Jesus and you're just here because you're here. You don't know why, I don't know why, nobody knows why, but Jesus does. Maybe you're here tonight and you've got a divine meeting with a man named Jesus who wants you and paid for you, and you're tired of trying to please him. You're tired of feeling like you never can. Listen, you can never please him by your works. Listen, that, that's not even what he's after. He's not looking for you to try to please him by your works. Plan B is not, well, I guess I'll pay for you, you failed. Listen, you, like you failed, it, it's, it's established, all right? But plan A is he wants to come after you. He, he just wants to offer you a gift of eternal life. His gift of eternal life. And then you know what's the best thing? He's just asking that you would receive it. Paint his blood on the doorpost of your heart. Say, I, I receive you tonight, Jesus. I, I believe that there's at least a person tonight that's going to do that, all right? And then maybe tonight, um, as we go to look at communion, looking at the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus, maybe there's somebody That we need to say, Jesus, you have forgiven me of everything. And maybe there's people in my life that I need to forgive. Jesus, you forgave me this much. I can't hold over. I can't take into 2023 people that have hurt me this much. I cannot do it. So maybe there's people. I even had, had a dream last night about someone who hurt me two years ago. All right. And it's still there. And so tonight, one of the things I'm doing is just saying, God, bless those people. Bless, bless those people. Just touch them so, so beautifully and just bless them. And I just release them to you for your best. I don't just, you've handled me with such grace, God. And I just want to, I want to do the same to them. See, so you when, when you're saved and you're brought into the kingdom, you turn into a conduit of the goodness of God otherworldly love being sent out to others, grace and forgiveness being sent through us into the world and to other people. And uh, we're becoming like Jesus and it's really wonderful. So I want us to celebrate the blood of Jesus tonight. And we're gonna do this. Do you remember before COVID? <laughs> do you remember those days? We actually used to have at Providence, I don't know how many people came to Providence before COVID. We actually put a big, would put a big table up here and we'd actually have pieces of bread and then we, we'd fill cups up with uh, with grape juice, and we'd have one section straight wine for the for the heathens. I, I mean, the uh, the people that don't uh, uh, mind that. And so we would just have that. But uh, well, we would actually get out of our seats and we would come forward and stuff. And then then COVID came and just uh, changed things. But tonight, I just want to I just want to do this old school. We've got a smaller crowd here tonight. I'm just going to put this right here. All right. And at at when you're ready, I just and maybe just want to spend a few times a uh, few moments with Jesus tonight, giving. Him areas in your life that you need, to, you need to release to Him, other people that have hurt you, things like that. Just asking God to touch your heart in a new, fresh way. In other words, I, I want us to come here tonight and I want us to look at what represents the blood of Jesus and the body of Jesus, and, and I want our hearts to move. All right? I want our hearts to move. I think so many times we're, we're so quick into just rushing through something. And, but tonight, just we don't need to rush out of here. We can sit and wait for our hearts to move a little bit. Maybe we need some prayer. Maybe we need, we need to say, the blood of Jesus cancels all my debts. The blood of Jesus is powerful enough to meet me where I'm at tonight. Where do I need the blood of Jesus in a fresh new way in my heart and life? Maybe, um, maybe you've got pain from 2022. That you just need to say, hey, God, I want to go into 2023 um, healed. I want to go into 2023 fresh. I don't want to carry stuff. Listen, you don't need to carry anything that's not of Jesus into the new year because of the blood of Jesus. Do you believe that? You believe that? Can we just, I'm going to pray for us and then I I just want to open it up. And I'm not going to have a time where we all take this and, you know, and like and I tell us all to take the bread, take the oh, We're all going to drink together. I'm not doing that tonight. I just want us to be a little bit more uh, raw and real. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, when am I ready to take the bread? And you take the bread. It's very scientific here. There's like two layers here. And you, you peel back this top layer, uh, layer and you get this little wafer here. But the wafer is symbolic of the body of Jesus given for you. And the Bible says, do this in remembrance of Jesus. And then you take the cup and you take the cup, symbolic of the blood of the lamb, the symbolic of the blood of Jesus spilled out for you in payment for your sins, in payment for your life. And I just want to encourage you, just take some time, hang out with the Holy Spirit. When do you Take this, and I would just encourage you to come, sit at your seat, maybe you got family here, just turn. And then we're just gonna ask God, like in this moment, God, is there anything else that you want us to pray over in people's hearts and and lives tonight? And we're just gonna see where God leads. But can we take the next few minutes here? And just I wanna invite you to the table. I want to invite you to the, the bread. And the wine, and I want you just to uh, spend some time with God and just let, man, just let his, his heart and his life wash over here. Let me pray for us. Put your hands out in receiving posture. Heavenly Father, tonight um, we, we just need to relax, we need to breathe, and we just need to hear from you. God, I, I actually think that, that many of us are absolutely and utterly exhausted. The, the thought of doing something else almost makes us want to cry. And God, tonight, I just pray that you would come and you would minister your rest to us. I just pray, God, that the striving, the, the, the secret place stuff, the, the inside stuff, the, the lies that the enemy is, is sending into our, our lives, the, the reality that our, our life feels like a free fall, the reality is that we're not actually happy, the, the reality is, is exhausting to keep this exterior up because my interior is an absolute... Uh, it's like a bomb's gone off in my, in my heart, God. So Lord, I just pray that tonight by the blood of the lamb, you would begin to put us back together. Lord, we don't go into 2022 with great statements that we've, we've written. We don't go into 20, or 2023 with, we don't come out of 2022 and go into 2023 with great statements and great plans. Resolve. We go into 2023 with the blood of the lamb. Oh God, we just, we want to know. We want to know your power. Just, just come wash over. Just tell God right now, just even just with, with arms raised, just tell God, God, we, we want to we, we, we feel you. We want a fresh encounter with you. We want to cry again. We want to laugh again. We want to feel again. God, all this sh- the shame that some of us are wearing, God, it's, it's too heavy to bear. Lord, I just pray it would be released today. The blood of Jesus is big enough for whatever sin is causing that shame. God, so I, I just pray that even some of us in a whisper would tell you what some of that sin is. In a wh- we would whisper it out to you. We'd whisper it out to you. We'd just be honest about it. this is what's going on in my life and the Holy Spirit ministered to us, the blood of Jesus is, is far superior to the wickedness of that sin. Maybe some of us are just holding on to hurt, to pain. Man, God, we can't have another year. We can't have a 2023 where we're being dragged down. Just dragged down. We were made to soar. We can't be dragged down by weird people. That, are, that have attacked us, that have mistreated us. God, we, we give them to you, but we don't want to be dragged down by them anymore. So we, we just cut ties with their words. We cut ties with, with their attempts to shame us, portray a different version of us. We just cut ties with all that. Just, actually, again, just, just kind of almost just like, like cut ties with all that nonsense, just in your heart. Just say, God, I just, I, I give them to you. Maybe there's, I just feel like there's maybe even someone here tonight it has been a decade since you've talked to someone that you used to love. A decade since you've talked to someone that you used to love. And God, we just, because of the blood of Jesus, we don't put up with that nonsense anymore. The blood of the Jesus can build relational bridges back to these people. So Jesus, we, we just, we cry out, God, I just pray that you would, you would seek us now and you would find us. You'd find all the, the shame places, all the hurt places right now in the hearts of the people here and that you would just come after us. God, in these next moments, come after us, I pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thanks for checking out our Sermon of the Week. If you have questions or would like to get connected, download our app or visit us at providencecommunity.org.